You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. What's up, Warriors fans? It's Brady Klopfer, Golden State of Mind, giving you um, what should we call this? A first half recap of free agency um you know it, it's friday night right now it, it's almost 9 30 i'm guessing that the warriors are done making moves until the weekend so hopefully this is a safe time to record this i'm doing it you know like 20 minutes after some news broke from the team so maybe this isn't a safe time um but the warriors still have a lot of moves to make they still have a not full roster so free agency is far from over but you know it gets absolutely crazy in the first two days and then it slowly trickles on. So the Warriors might not fill out their roster for another few weeks, who knows. Um, but I wanted to at least go over what's happened in these first two days because these are kind of the big moves, the moves that we've been anticipating, previewing, wondering what's going to happen. Um, so as a reminder, the Warriors entered free agency with seven free agents. Eight of their 15 players were under contract, seven were free agents, and then obviously there's the two-way contracts, but that's you know a separate issue. We'll address that later. So seven free agents, and of those seven, six now have signed either with the Warriors or with other teams. So we're getting down to the end of the Warriors' own crop of players. Um, and let's go through them. There were three free agents this year, obviously, that got a lot of attention surrounding the Warriors that we knew the team wanted to bring back. We knew other teams would be interested in prying off of the Warriors' hands, so on and so forth. Come on, Looney. Gary Payton II, Otto Porter Jr. No surprises there, right? Huge, critical players on the team all year long, especially in the NBA Finals, um, and players we knew that the rest of the league would be interested in, and we knew that the Warriors would not want to part with. So things started off on a pretty bad front with those players. On Thursday night, you know, it had been reported that the Warriors were very optimistic that they were going to re-sign Peyton. And then the report turned into there are internal fears that they won't re-sign Peyton. And then that report turned into the Portland Trailblazers have signed Peyton. Um, so first off, congratulations to Gary Payton II. He has worked as hard as anyone in this league, had to fight on the periphery of the NBA for so long um, as a G League player, as a fringe player, as a roster player, or as a training camp spot player, so on and so forth, many, many years. And he absolutely deserved to get a nice contract. And that's what he got from the Blazers, who gave him three years, 28 million. He finally gets that big contract that he very much deserves. Very exciting. Um, happy for him. And presumably, you know, all the reports suggest, as well as common sense suggests, that Peyton wanted to return to the Warriors. So we can deduce that the Warriors did not match that offer that Portland gave him. That offer that's about 
$9 million a year, a little more. Um, the Warriors were allowed to match that. They have not matched in the restricted free agency sense where you know, he would be forced to come back to them, but they were allowed to pay him that much because they had his early bird rights, um, which allow them to pay him up to 105% of the league average salary last season, um, as long as it's a multi-year deal. And they chose not to. Um, so it's kind of the first time, really, in this dynastic Warriors era that we've seen Joe Lacob hesitate to open up the checkbooks. And it makes sense in many regards. You know, I am team, it's not my money, you're a billionaire, just pay it out, get the best team possible. Um, I will always be <laughs> in that camp. Um, but speaking more realistically, um, you know, we don't expect owners to be willing to shell out hundreds of millions of dollars in tax payments every year. Um, and the Warriors, I don't know the specifics right now. I apologize. I probably should have done my homework on this. I believe the Warriors, you know, their situation with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Andrew Wiggins being on max contracts, Draymond Green being on a max extension, James Wiseman being on a number two pick rookie scale, there's something, and the repeater tax, of course, there's something like tax $7 on the dollar. Um, so, you know, signing a bench player for nine plus million a year is a huge financial commitment. You know, you're, you're talking about, you know, ultimately the Warriors would be paying well above the maximum contract price to sign Gary Payton II to that. And I would have loved if they did. But when you think of it in that terms, you understand why they ultimately said, sucks, we loved having you, good luck in Portland. It's gonna be a lot of fun in Portland. What a great fit. He'll be with Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons who are two of the most exciting offensive guards in the league, but very poor defensive players. Um, so, I love the pickup for Portland. Wish GP2 nothing but the best. So glad that he was able to get back on the court and really, you know, cement his legacy as a great warrior, even if in just a small time period. Also leaving is Otto Porter Jr. Um, we haven't heard the specifics yet on what contract Porter got. All we know is it's a two-year deal with the Toronto Raptors player option in the second year. Um... Is it more than what the Warriors could have offered? The Warriors don't have any bird rights with Porter. All they have available is the taxpayer mid-level exception, which is about $5.3 million a year. They can use all of it, some of it, whatever. Um, so unclear if Porter just got more than that or if the Warriors didn't want to pay for him. You know, It was reported that they offered him veteran min veterans minimum. That's obvious, but... You know, were they willing to go above that? He's obviously worth more than that when he's on the court, but he is also a player who, as the Warriors saw this year, has injury concerns, has an injury history. Um, and so, you know, maybe they weren't willing to pay that money, especially with Peyton leaving and really needing to solidify those that production from the bench. Maybe they weren't willing to shell out more than the minimum for a player who they think might only play 50 games a year 
might not be available in the postseason. And that would make sense. Um, so congrats to Porter. He took a pretty big discount last year to join the Warriors because he wanted a chance to compete for a title. And now he has a ring and gets to cash out and play for a very good organization. An organization that, I should note, is very interested in making a run at Kevin Durant, who, if you've been under an NBA rock, requested a trade on Thursday. So best of luck to Porter. Like Peyton, it's a huge hit for the Warriors, but you also understand it. So that brings us to the third of the big free agents the Warriors had, and it's the one they retained, Kevon Looney. Uh, we knew going in that Looney was their priority. Uh, they had full bird rights so they could match or they could sign him to any you know contract as long as it doesn't exceed the max. Um, and they ended up settling on a three-year $25.5 million deal, um, though the third year is only partially guaranteed at $3 million. Um, so they left themselves a little bit of an out there for if James Wiseman turns into, you know, the star center that they hope he is. Um, you know, when you draft a center with the second pick, you certainly don't hope that you're still going to be paying another center eight or nine million dollars a year in that player's, in that, you know, draft pick's fifth year. So the Warriors are hoping that it doesn't come to that, but we'll see. Um, obviously, Looney was a monumental part of their success this season. And they are very lucky to have him, very lucky that he wanted to stick around and not chase the most money because my guess is he probably could have gotten a bit more money than that if he said, screw it, I'm signing with the Sacramento Kings, let's see what they'll pay me. But it goes without saying that both sides are pretty happy with this. Uh, Looney, you know, it's been pretty clear that Looney didn't want to play anywhere else. Um, and maybe a year ago we might have had questions as to what position he would be in right now, but after this year in which he played all 82 games was a huge part of their success on both ends of the court. Um, really saved their butt so many times on, on the rebounding end of things. Played a huge role in every playoff series. It was clear that the Warriors couldn't afford to let him go. Um, and so, you know, they, they took their hits with Porter and Peyton but it was clear they were going to do what they needed to retain Looney, and ultimately they got it done. All right, we will cover the rest of the free agent situation in just a second after this brief advertising break. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Okay, so now moving on to the players who, you know, with all due respect, weren't quite as high a priority in free agency as Looney, Peyton, and Porter were. Um, four players for the Warriors who fit that bill. All guys that the Warriors love um, and all guys that the Warriors were reported to have a lot of interest in re-signing. Um, Nemanja Bialica, especially with Porter leaving, he, he, I think, would have been a great player to bring back, a guy who, you know, provides 
spacing, shooting off the bench. Very smart player, added some playmaking. Had some very improved defense towards the end of the season. Uh, and can play the five as, you know, a small ball five. But still, the Warriors used him in that role a fair bit last year, and especially with James Wiseman's future still up in the air. Uh, someone who can come off the bench and, and fit in at the four or the five, shoot the three very well. Very valuable player to have around. Um, he is not just leaving the Warriors, but he's leaving the NBA. Um, it, it sounds like he had interest in returning to the Warriors if he stayed, but he has decided to head back to Europe, play overseas. You know, good for him. He'll he'll have a larger role there. He'll probably make a lot more money. Certainly, obviously, is European. Um, so, you know, not going back to his home country, but certainly a lot closer to his home country than he is in San Francisco. <laughs> so can't blame him there. It's a loss for the Warriors, but so it is what it is. Juan Toscano Anderson has also left. Um, it, it sounds like the Warriors didn't end up really putting up much of a fight for him. Even, even though there were, there were rumors that they were very interested in bringing him back, it, it kind of sounds like maybe that ended up not happening. And I think, I think perhaps those rumors were or reports were contingent on them bringing back guys like Porter and Peyton, um, where you've already filled in, you know, the, the key roles off the bench, and now you can fill in the back of the bench. And, you know, when they lost some of those key bench players, that probably changed the equation a little bit. So JTA is headed down south to join the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, he will be far and away the most lovable thing about that team. We obviously wish him the best, even if we do not wish his team the best. Um, it was just a pleasure having him on the Warriors these last few years, and, and hopefully he gets a nice big role um, with the Lakers. And somewhat surprisingly, Damian Lee is also gone. This was just announced that he is signing a one-year deal with the Phoenix Suns. It was kind of hilariously announced about 10 minutes after the Warriors posted a video on their social account of Lee throwing out the first pitch at the Giants game tonight. Um, but... You know, Lee's heading to Phoenix. Similar thing to JTA where, you know, the Warriors were reported to be interested in him, but um, that probably that equation changed when Peyton and Porter left and they needed to make some bigger swings. Um, I, I'm guessing that both JTA and Poo, or Lee got the, um, I almost called him Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole, thankfully, not leaving, uh, not a free agent. Um, but I'm guessing JTA and Damian Lee both signed for minimums, so presumably the Warriors could have had them back if they wanted, but apparently they didn't. Um, Lee, I always feel, got unfairly chastised by the fan base, but that's no longer here nor there. He's now with one of the best teams in the NBA, and Kevin Durant's preferred trade destination. So, you know, the Warriors might see him in the playoffs. Um, obviously wish him the best. And then the final player of the Warriors free agents is Andre Iguodala. He's the only one yet who hasn't made a decision or hasn't publicly made a decision. Um, we know that there are only two things on the table for Iguodala. Returning to the Warriors on a minimum contract or retiring. He's not going to sign anywhere else. Um, you know, that's pretty clear. I'm not sure anyone else wants him. Uh, I think it's pretty clear he doesn't want to sign anywhere else. Even if any someone did, it's just a matter of whether he wants to, to play another year or not. Um, so we'll wait to see about that. But the Warriors did sign 
one outside free agent. It's not just moves or lack of moves regarding their own free agents. They brought someone in, and it's a pretty exciting signing, in my opinion. Um, they brought in guard Dante DiVincenzo, who was a starter on the Milwaukee Bucks team that won the championship last year. Um, so that's exciting. DiVincenzo is, you know, he's an interesting player. The Warriors brought him in for two years using part of the mid-level exception, the taxpayer mid-level exception, not all of it. Um, there's a player option the second year, so, you know, if he plays really well, he can opt out and, and chase more money elsewhere. But I think he fits really well with the system. He hasn't quite put everything together in his career, but he's a player who has a lot of shooting talent, even though he's never had a great number. He's got good mechanics. He's got good free throw numbers. Um, I think, you know, benefiting from the Warriors' space will really help him there. He's a really good cutter, and we know we know how much the Warriors love those players and how much value they provide in this offensive system. A really good transition player, which obviously helps the Warriors. He's a tremendous athlete. He had a 42-inch vertical in the draft, the pre-draft combine. Um, can absolutely fly. Uh, so he's a player who I think, you know, coming in off the bench, running around a lot of screens, cutting relentlessly, getting up the floor in transition, I think he can provide a lot of value. And I think he can provide a lot of value defensively, too. He's never been a great defender, but he's been a fine defender. Um, and the Warriors have a knack of turning fine defenders into good defenders. Their system is, you know, brings out the best in, in players who have a decent foundation on that end of the court. Uh, DiVincenzo is, he's pretty long. He's, again, very athletic, very quick, jumps well, moves well, moves laterally well. Um, so I think he's going to fit defensively well. Um, you know, so he's kind of going to play the Gary Payton, the second role. Um, can do probably a, a little bit more than Payton offensively, even though Payton made huge strides that this year. Obviously, can't replicate what Payton does on defense, but can do, you know, a poor man's version of that. Um, and for a significantly lower price tag when you consider um, the the tax payments that the Warriors are going to be making. We're talking about, you know, tens and tens of millions of dollars fewer to have Dante DiVincenzo instead of Gary Payton II. You know, obviously would have loved both of them, but, you know, not realistic. Um, so that's where the Warriors are right now. It can change at any minute. Um, they still have a lot of space on the team. Um, right now they only have 11 or 12 of their 15 roster spots filled. Um, I say 11 or 12 because it's not entirely clear what's going to happen with second round pick Ryan Rollins taken in a spot where you kind of would expect that maybe the Warriors would try to have him on a two-way contract as they did with Nico Mannion when they drafted him in the second round. Um, but Bob Myers said on the day of the draft that they intended on having Rollins on the 15-man roster. Um, so if that's the case, then the Warriors have 12 spots filled. They have three spots open. If they sign him to a two-way, which they can't do at the moment because they have to drop one of their two-way contracts. Quindary Weatherspoon and, and Lester Quinones are on two ways, but they can waive them at any point. Um, if they put Rollins on a two-way, then they only have 11 roster spots filled. They have four openings. Um, obviously, there's still a lot of names left. Um, Kundari Weatherspoon, who, again, they brought back on a two-way contract, he could potentially uh, be converted to a roster spot at some point. Um, it wouldn't be. I would assume that they're going to go into training camp much as they did last year when they didn't have the roster finalized, if you remember. Um, 
Gary Payton II was battling Avery Bradley and a few other players um, for that 15th and final roster spot. I'm guessing that it'll that that will happen again with the Warriors with Quindary Weatherspoon and, and some other players who are on camp contracts or two ways or, or what have you. Um, but we're going to see more moves from the Warriors um, because there are more roster spots to fill. So Looney back, DiVincenzo in the fold. Goodbye to Porter, Peyton, Lee, JTA, and Belly. Thank you for everything. Excited to give you your rings when you visit next year. Or I guess Belly won't, but, you know, they'll make something happen. And we move into the weekend where I'm sure more free agency madness will ensue. Go Dubs.